and uh, so there was this moment um, with this uh, interpreter, this this, uh, um, this twenty year old guy, and uh, he heard um, a sermon at, at that church, uh, this American church, that morning, and and it was about the thief on the cross and Jesus saying, "This day you shall be with me in paradise," and at that moment he turned to Damien and he said did Jesus really say that and it was a quite fundamental moment because it's about God forgiving the thief on the cross um, which is um, is it still working yeah yeah Um, and because uh, forgiveness is not something that through the Muslim faith that that only Allah can forgive but the but, but with Christians through God through Jesus we can forgive it's it's only accessible uh, uh, a prerogative that that uh, Christians seem to have and the whole language of forgiveness doesn't actually exist in in the Quran or people it's almost like an anathema people sort of nod their heads but um, but it's not there in, in the Quran um, and. But and I, and after that, we hardly any saw, saw any more of this this interpreter, and I, I believe that you know Jesus was there that day with the crowbar opening something up, and separating him from what were what deceit versus the truth, and he realised if he was going to hang out with us anymore, he he was in danger of becoming a Christian. So he abandoned us, and he gave his excuse of saying that his dad didn't want him working with Christians, and it wasn't in in line with his you know being a Muslim, things like that. Uh, but another time it happened was with, with um, uh, people that uh, um, uh, uh, Damon was involved in with uh, and with these these two brothers but one particular individual uh, and who'd love just hanging around us um, and he'd love to speak and practice English with us and uh, and this guy's work was flexible enough that uh, most days he'd have contact hang out with Damon that's what Damon's really good at is just being with people playing games on on phones and uh, watching films and videos uh, and just hanging out, uh, which I, 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 um, I'm not very good at. Uh, and, but but Damon's very good just be, being with them and just loving them for who they, they are and obviously sharing the gospel. Um, and this one uh, particular uh, uh, moment where uh, Jesus was there with a crowbar with this one particular guy um, one day. And um, yeah, just pass it on to you, Damien, at that, that moment. Yeah, so earlier on I was trying to say that um, it's a bit dangerous to talk about this guy. But in the broader sense of things, the question was, how do people feel behind the curtain when you get one-to-one with them? Who are they really? Who they identify with? So I was in this house and this guy has invited me into his house. And and when someone invites you to to their house, they're never alone. There was loads of other men, we were studying the scriptures, we were talking about Jesus, they were talking about the Quran. We had the great fun evening. But he, he was this amazing, strong Muslim guy, everyone looking up to him, defending his faith, incredible sort of uh, manner. And basically that night when he was giving me a ride home, he turned to me and he said, look, 
can I be honest with you? I don't really want to, I know you want to pray for me and I know you want to tell me about Jesus, but I, I don't really want to hear about any God. I don't want to hear about Jesus. I don't want to hear about Allah. I don't want to hear about any God at all. Don't pray for me. Just listen, just hear me out. And he says, I'm really tired. He says, I'm tired, he says, and I don't have peace. These are his exact words. I don't have peace. And I turned to him and I said, yeah, I listen I, I, and I, I understand you. I said, uh, you know, his, 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 uh, his father died when he was very young. His uncles tried to take his land from his mom, who's a single mom. He needs to provide for his family, you know, and he can't return back to his house. Because if he returns, they're going to kill him. So, of course, he didn't have peace and, of course, he's tired, you know, and he desires to be successful like any other man. But that night, I said to him, I won't pray for you tonight, but uh, I'll do it tomorrow, you know. And it was amazing to hear him open up and share his heart with me and to tell me that he hates Islam, he hates even the idea of God. This is behind the scenes in a private space where he just opened up. And every other individual, when you get one-to-one -one with them, they're tired of this. Mm. His only escape is really a park called Sami Abdul Rahman. He goes there in the evening, he has his coffee, then he starts his day all over again. Mm. His friends are not like good quality friends. If they can drag him down, they'll drag him down. When they're together, they have to do, uh, you know, talk about nonsense things, smoke shisha. It's just basically a waste of time. Mm. And he's tired of all of this. So, so yeah. you, you guys have shared that um, almost in a group setting, there's a strong peer pressure and cultural pressure yeah. to kind of sh keep a good face of Islam and speak highly of it. But then yeah. when you have gone deeper with people, you've met great sort of desperation, really, and spiritual hunger for something more genuine and real. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say you've met quite a few people? there that have been like that yeah, Absolutely. yeah yeah i think that you know when he's because their god is a distant god and you know we we as having a relationship with jesus it's you know it's more an intimate connection where he's guiding you on a day-to-day -day level and that that doesn't really happen with allah and so it, it is there there is some and I, I just the whole thing of they're curious to with westerners and your their beliefs you know it's a um it's not a big outward thing but um so in a way that they're they are they're curious and they're tired of that road system of just believing or what they've been told to believe and you know it's 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 a, it's a, it's a sort of a privilege of the west to to have personal revelation personal uh, um sort of growth and understanding uh, a spiritual growth it's it's that's a that's a, a thing of the west but that doesn't happen in, in uh, the muslim faith because if you do reveal some truth through the quran about jesus uh, you're actually knocking on that door of like can you see that can you see the truth can you uh, can you this is personal revelation they're not allowed to think outside the box but they know the, the, the whole Western way of thinking is more about the, uh, being an individual rather than like uh, uh, sticking together on mass and believing in mass that you can have uh, um, you know there's an autonomy um, so they're curious but they've, it's, um, they feel very uncertain about treading uh, that path 
uh, out of th that culture uh, that they're in. But there, there's a curiosity uh, to put put their their toe in, and it, it and it's trying to find uh, families, individuals where they, they have moved their families moved off from being um, sort of fundamental uh, Muslims, where they've become more liberal. Uh, 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 Muslims, and that the product of the children of that are are, are more uh, um, uh, receptive. They're, they're they're like good soil, and they're open, but they're open to materialism. They're you know idols uh, of you know uh, films, TV, Western sort of uh, sort of sense of idolatry uh, of a material world, but they're open. But they're also equally to. A, a Christian idea of, uh, of Jesus Christ so uh, there's potential there and but you we realize it's a hard ground you know we've been sent out there because basically the, the, though there's lots of NGOs lots of American Christians out there work but they're working in refugee camps and there's not there's hardly any people on the ground spreading and sharing the gospel and we you know so but you can see there's a lot of resistance um, there, there's never been uh, there's never been any revival or any multiplication, and so it's it's you know it almost it's a um, virginal ground I'd say, um, and but the, it, it's in a way it's it's, it's ripe for harvest as well. Mm. We can see see a lot of potential there, so um, so yeah, we, we feel excited to to want to go back uh, to carry on the work. Uh, and to join in with with our, our, our friend our friend out there who's mm. who's carrying on the work. Mm. Um, so um, so just to sort of uh, zoom out a bit the big picture thing. So you went over for your first visit. You kind of spied out the land, got a feel for you know what was happening, and then you've been out for your second trip, um, which sounds like. God's really opened up a lot of amazing opportunities. Mm. It's been hard work, and I want to encourage you guys. You probably don't even realise the work that God's done through you guys. You know, all the households that you've been in, how you've been able to share the word of God. I know, Jan, you were sharing, you feel like you've prayed for probably about over a thousand people or something, mm. you know, and you've been persevering really, really hard. And um, I think we'd all want you to feel encouraged yeah and um we're not just saying that because you guys have you know risked your life for the gospel and there's not many people who can really say that from a western setting but i know you guys are sort of prayerfully planning to return yeah and i'm just interested to hear how do you think the story of what god is doing in iraq and through you guys um has unfolded over the last two trips and looking towards the third and where do you see the opportunities are or the questions or the things that you want to push further into okay so basically from going there and having nothing to what there is at the moment now i share this very lightly because you know i can tell you which i have wrote in my notes as well I, you know we have access to work with two thousand people so we have access to 2,000 people. We work even with ISIS directly. But, you know, we are also very aware of the fact that, uh, you know, we might be friends with 
with these 2,000 people, but in reality is it's only the Holy Spirit that has to do a work in them. Mm. You know, me and Jan, we can say like, well, 50 people came to Jesus and we baptized the hundreds of them or whatever. But it's hard to know who really loves Jesus and mm. who doesn't. Because it's, you can't really use a real measurement. As a human being, you know, I look in my life and I'm thinking, well, I'm still a sinful man, you know. There are things in my life that I look in there and just last night me and Jan, we were praying and I was thinking, Lord, it's like what you desire of me and who you want me to be. Yes, it's a work in progress, but I'm not quite there. So from when we went there to now, so basically we have uh, 20 disciples between me and Jan, which we see. Um, we have access to about eight schools. One of them is in camp. And few, Re refugee camp. Yeah, one, yeah. one of them is there. Mm. And that's, that's going to multiply when we go back because we were speaking to our friends mm. who basically they took on board some other schools and they asked us to join them. That's another story. But basically we have access to eight schools, uh, seven villages. We work with seven villages. There is about 10 camps which we work in different days. Um, we have three people who've been baptized and one who became a missionary mm. from having nothing to all of this yeah, praise you God. know and my hope is that maybe one day one of the ISIS members from the camp will know Jesus mm. and instead of blowing himself up mm. you know senseless mm. maybe he'll be courageous enough to go and talk to others about Jesus mm. which I think it will change the face of of Erbil but not only that one of the conversation we had with our friends if we go back you know, you know, when God is calling us to go there. The children that are studying under this sort of group, um, they'll have an opportunity to leave the country eventually. Eventually they'll have opportunities to leave Iraq, go to America, go to England, go to other countries and be further educated. So this school will open like numerous opportunities for the, for the years to come. If those children desire education and if they will leave and they'll come back they'll come back europeanized they'll come back christianized the, the 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 education that they will receive abroad will be it will change the face of 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 iraq entirely and i speak this because in 1997 i lived in turkey in istanbul and that ground was really hard churches were only underground people were hiding their faith uh, they, they, they didn't, if you were a Christian, you had to hide that. Mm. To when now, when we were in, in, in Turkey, yes, it's still hard, but people are so open for Jesus. Mm. And it's so much easier than Iraq. And that happened in the last 15 years mm. with NGOs going there, preaching the gospel, doing different um, sort of governmental works in there. The face of Istanbul has changed entirely. It's nothing what I remembered from the past. And people are much more approachable and much more open-minded. And I think Iraq is sort of on that edge of change. Mm. And I think, you know, God mm. willing, you know, by God's grace, me, Jan, other local people on the ground, mm. we will eventually change the face of Erbil, slowly but surely. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Jan? What's your sort of um, take on how things are developing and what your hopes are for your next visit maybe later in the year uh, yeah I just uh, to continue what I've been doing 
uh, you know, um, engaging with people in the streets and, you know, preaching and knocking on doors because, um, and uh, I, in some ways, compared to knocking on doors in the UK, I had a lot more people inviting me <laughs> into their house in northern Iraq than in the UK. <laughs> you know, that it, it's, it's, you know, here people uh, ha have that sense of very guarded, um, you know, the, the, that sense of community, which is rich there. It is not is is not it's broken down here, and it's more isolationist and, uh, like I said, guarded. So, um, so people welcome me to their house and houses, and you know you'd, you'd uh, sit with them and have uh, chai, tea, and uh, and you'd have time to explore things. So, um, look for, looking forward to going back and doing that work, and um, um, yeah, just you know we've got. Uh, uh, Bibles, uh, uh, Gospels in uh, Kurdish uh, and in Arabic that we've given out hundreds out, um, and so uh, we're going to, you know, continuing, you know, share, putting the seed out to people um, because if they may, they may understand what, uh, what you've said about what Jesus is said in the, spoken about in the Quran. They might take it on board, but they can't show it. So they, you might give them uh, um, a gospel or give uh, an Arabic uh, um, app to, uh, you send to them, and they may be carrying on exploring privately. Uh, that you, you know, you might have sparked something off in them, uh, and the seed is working and it's happening privately, um, because uh, yeah. So it's. Um, so yeah, I, I feel sort of excited about you know carrying on the on the work there. The, it, like compared to in, to, to the UK, which is more an atheistic country, you've just got to establish that you know, you're more discussing and not not necessarily going into the depth about Jesus. But you're, you're sort of say, you're trying to tell them, look, there is a life beyond this life. There is another dimension, and it, there's a paradise and a, a hell, and the, there there is a God. And, and, and you're just in, the, in that debate, before he's talk, talking about a saviour, he's trying to identify with, with that the sin exists. They don't understand that the sin exists. You know, the, the devil's done a, a, quite a job to, to bury all, all these basic moral things mm. that, we, that, you know, 50, 60 years ago, like the 1950s, people had a sense of uh, morality. But, you know, with this sort of, you know, the humanists, think tanks and... A PC way of thinking, uh, and and the, the idea of God's being buried in this country, but there it's still alive. Mm -hmm. But it's whether they they it's God or Allah, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so you get into conversation. You you take take it granted there is a paradise, mm -hmm. there is a God, um, there, uh, and to take the, we need to take these things on board. But it, you get a depth of conversation and closeness with people. Which is very, it's just very beautiful and enriching, and and, um, and you can feel there's a they want to to know more. Mm. Uh, whereas in this country, it like I said, it's, there's a, an isolationism, there's a cut-off point, mm. uh, and um, so for on that on those grounds itself, mm. um, I, I, want, I want to you know uh, go deeper into that, mm. and uh, I feel there's a lot of potential. Mm. Uh, for the future in that mm. and, and just basically echo what, what Damon was saying yeah mm.
And I wanted to ask you guys, we kind of looked at some of these questions. We're going off script a bit. That's okay. Um, you know, for us guys, you know, ministry looks like spreading the gospel publicly from house to house, searching for people of peace, discipling people through our whole lives, um, opening the scriptures with people and asking some of the questions like that Damien shared, developing communities, developing leaders who will multiply the work. But I'm wondering, from your guys' recent trip, what have you learned about yourselves as servants of Jesus and about ministry? Maybe what other things you've learned that's more important than what you realised? Or, you, you know, you think, oh, we need to do more of this and less of that. What are some of the reflections personally in, in ministry? Do you want to go first, Jan? I, th I think the um, I think just because you're reframing from uh, you're looking at the, what the Bible is saying in relation to what the Quran is saying, and the Quran is very much a works-based uh, mm. religion that you can actually uh, find redemption through good works, whether it's charity or fasting, or, or saying the shahada, which is just to to repeat that you know there's one faith, the Muslim faith, one prophet. Allah is the God, and, and, and Hajj, which is you know, going to Mecca, and all these things get you in the balance, in the weighing scale, making you look good with God. So you can counterbalance uh, all the sin you have with all, all, all the, the good you have done. And you're coming in, and it's more like what the Jew did, you know, with Jesus. When Jesus landed, he was saying, he, he, you know, with that new covenant, uh, saying, not good works, it's by faith. And believing in him uh, as, as, as redemptive and and that you put your belief in him and and repent of your sins through Jesus Christ as a bridge to eternity and it's like that you're there in in biblical times 2,000 years ago there in Iraq because they 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 hold on to what is the old covenant they don't even realize it's the, it's the old Jewish covenant uh, because they've just taken on that Abrahamic the teaching and they've uh, and the way that the uh, they speak about Jesus is that they say that there's no he didn't actually die on the cross so we, we can't talk about death and and resurrection that you know that Jesus broke that the whole you know uh, algorithm of death and he came to back to life and he broke the the the, uh, the power of sin and so you can't ride that 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 car on 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 that platform on that ramp of death and resurrection because it's strategically Satan's taken out a really important bit about his death they just say he's like being he was just transported to heaven like Elijah or Enoch just transported to the side of of, of Jesus of God mm. and they'll say yes he's he's by the side of God and, he's, and you say to them well did, did any other prophet have this uh, uh, um, uh, position in the past and, and no you know did did, uh, did any other prophet like um, heal the way he did uh, and, and some of the prophets are slightly different in the Quran than they are in, in uh, uh, the Bible and you know did was was uh, you know did did any, any other prophet give life like Jesus did uh, and and this you know did, 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 did it says in the Quran that Jesus will come back mm. at the end of time Right? No, the prophet was given this position and that Jesus was going to come and judge everybody. Did any other prophet in the past ever given this role? 
So you can stack up the logic with them mm. and they go, yeah, this is, yes, of course, of course. And say, would you like to say a prayer after me to, to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, that he was the final sacrifice? Mm. Um, oh, I need to phone a friend. I'm not sure because <laughs> my friend is from university. <laughs> or they'll, in a group, in, 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 in a public arena, they'll start conferring with themselves whether they can mm. say these things. Mm. But... Um, um, yeah, and what? I think I think what I love about you, Jan, yes, is that the answer to every question <laughs> is the gospel. Yes, and I know you love but, to talk about Jesus, but I want to dig at how yeah. how has this adventure changed you? Like, how has it changed um, you personally as a man, as a follower of Jesus? As what's it what's it done in you, and what's changed you? Um, if that's okay to ask. Yeah, no, no, yeah, and, and maybe um, I can't maybe stand back and, and be objective about it and say what, how I think I was trying to say is that I'm probably I've learnt the uh, read scripture in in uh, and taken and absorbed it a lot more about about uh, uh, faith in Jesus alone mm. Ra mm. rather than uh, like. Um, uh, what I do as a works thing, which I sort of understand, but you sort yeah. of see it again afresh. Mm. So, um, mm. and um, that I can be a, a missionary here in the UK and know the secular mind and talk to, and try and get under the skin of people. I, mm. I can do that here in this country. Mm. And I've had to relearn the whole process mm. there. I can relearn, that, that has been a hard process, but I can re you know drop on this other planet called the muslim world mm. and and <laughs> from the bottom build it back up mm. and 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 so uh only by the power of jesus christ that i've been able to do that because it's been mm. as i've said to you wave upon wave week upon week i've been going what have i taken on here you know <laughs> the way they think it's like why am i here why has he sent me here this is impossible mm. you know i've been saying that for you for months and and then I seem to get some you know um, a, a way in and that they get progress and then at, the, at times it's like I'm ten steps back and I'm thinking oh I've got to re remap this whole thing again I don't know so um, and 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 you know as uh, you know I'm, I'm I am an artist so you know and I I was doing making sculptures in a refugee camp mm. which I never expected to do so. Mm. You know, God's got seeds in me to do with who I am and my past, and He can sort of make them blossom mm. and and attract people people to the gospel in that way. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that's answered your question, but yeah, um, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Jan. <laughs> Damien. Well, this is a hard one. It's a hard one because. Well, to begin with, I have studied some theology. I became, like by degree, by university degree, I'm qualified as a pastor. It's a qualification I've never, ever, ever used in my life. To be honest, everything I have learned, I've forgotten, if I'm being <laughs> honest. You know, because I've, I didn't use it, I didn't need it. And I studied to be a manager, you know. I've done that, and you think, well, I was a good manager. Yes, I was, all right. Like the supermarkets and yeah. things, yeah. And not even that matters. It's like when you're having to go in mission field abroad and leading people to Jesus, I don't know. If you said, like, what did I learn about me? <laughs> to be honest, 
Tesco didn't make me a leader and nor did uh, my studying make yeah. me a leader. But being out with the people, I feel mm. I have developed more like a leader. Mm. And I didn't realize that one day we were with this particular guy down in Iraq. And literally I sat down with him and I started to question him and talk to him. Mm. And my wife said to me, wow, I've never ever seen you like that in my life. <laughs> she said, how on earth, like that guy was shrinking before you. And I said, I didn't mean to make him shrink. But I realized that this leader was rising up because I needed to find important questions. Mm. And to get to the truth, sometimes you have to be hard, mm. you know. Because if you're not hard, you know, you can just fluff around. Mm. And I don't always do that. Mm. But sometimes the truth needs to be mm. said. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, Iraq has made me more of a leader than I have ever been. Mm. Like my, my universities, my teachings, my learnings, mm. being in England, being, I don't mm. know, not, none of these things have affected me as Iraq has. Mm. It has made me a leader. Am I much stronger as in my relation with Jesus? That's a really good another question. I don't know. I, I like to think I am. I like to think I am. And yet these days I have seen myself um, basically being hurt. And this last few months has been a real emotional roller coaster. Like many things have happened in my life. And from outside I looked at myself and said, well, Probably many of these things would have been able to break me, but it didn't. And I, because I'm not broken, I would say, you know, every time hard gets hard, I clinch onto Jesus, mm. and I try to look at the realities of His Word. Mm. So, these are the two things I think mm. that Iraq has given me, making me a leader, mm. and perhaps strengthen me in, in, in sort of in my relation with Him. Because mm. when you know, in the past, if something was hard, I would just quit. I would just like abandon it and do a new thing. But this time you have to put your head down and push through that hard bit, you know. Mm. Even if it's difficult, you're not going to quit just because it's hard. Mm. But you push through. Mm. And even if you, if you can't see what's on the other side, you're going to keep on sailing through these waters. Mm. Uh, I can't describe what the waters are. I mean, it's, it's difficult. It's just hard. I mean, some of them you know, Ben. Mm. And, you know. Mm. But... Um, yeah, I think Jesus has really strengthened me through all of this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good, guys. Um, so, the final area I want to ask you guys about, um, so you can share with other people who love you and are interested and want to support you, is I know you guys are sort of working through and praying through the idea of going back later in the year and you're looking at some kind of organizational type stuff so that people can support, give, get involved. Um, what would you say some of the most important ways are that people could support you guys and the work that you know God is doing in Iraq yes. and you guys are a part of that? Um, what would be some of those ways you'd like to share or if people wanted to get in touch and things like that? So basically, to be honest, it's like, um our flesh, our flesh, because we don't have any finances at the moment to go back. As right now, there is basically the bank has zero balance. So we prayed and we felt that the Lord has led us to think, to partner up with different people, different churches, mm -hmm. and see who would be willing to make regular donations. Okay. And I would say that's the first one, but it's not. The reality is prayer is the first mm -hmm. one. 
Mm. Prayer is the first one because the reality is um, we work for a king who owns everything in this land and we lived by faith. Me and my wife and my children, we lived by faith for the last five years and we never lacked anything. So that's why I say prayer first, pray for us, pray for the disciples, pray that people, for people's hearts, for their minds, for their feelings, for that lockdown that is in, in, in Iraq, for people to understand who we are and to understand who Jesus is and that we would have wisdom how to share him. That's obviously, that's always gonna be the first one. Mm. And second one, of course, it's practical need. We need to go back. Mm. If you ever to see these people, we need finances. The truth mm. is, and the reality is, we don't have them. Can we get a job? Mm. Yes, but that means that we don't go back. Mm. That means that God, we abandon God's plan. Mm. And you know, if, if you heard this message and if you think uh, by our stories that we have shared, mm. it's worthwhile to mm. partner up with us and make mm. a regular donation, by all means, come on board. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I, you know, echo exactly the same. I think there's, there's, there's uh, no better way than what Damon said and to say it, yeah. yeah. So I know you guys would be happy to communicate with anybody or go and visit any groups or yeah, churches, churches and communities yeah. to share, yeah. Yeah. Home share groups the stories. We'll come and uh, speak to them. Yeah. Uh, to you know, uh, uh, yeah, just it, it's just uh, yeah. to pray, mm. but that, like Damien said, that is the most important thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Our cost in there, as it stands right now, we need about six hundred for rent, yeah. long term. We need about twenty-five pounds a day for food. Yeah. Obviously, these are the costs involved, but. Uh, after I've done our maths and looked at everything that we need in a month's time is about three thousand pounds a month, mm. and somehow we need to raise that yeah. and to make it a regular income. Yeah, that's for four people. That's for four, four people. people yes, yeah. four people, three thousand pounds to be for a full month in Iraq. So yeah. you're there with your wife, my and wife, your youngest, my son, my youngest one, and my yeah. friend Jan. And Jan. Yeah. Okay. And just to reiterate, because I I can reiterate it without feel, feeling bad you're really looking for people who feel it on their hearts to support you regularly each month yeah mm. yeah so yeah. if you're listening and you feel inspired and you want to help these guys continue to spread the gospel in a place where quite frankly most of the people don't know jesus mm. then um get in touch with them if you already know them or get in touch with with us through Mission Somerset or me, and I can pass pass their details on. Um, maybe before we we pray, because I'd like to pray for you guys. What what would be your message? You guys have been out serving Jesus in places where people don't know Him, mm. um, trying to start churches and make disciples where other people are not, as is our passion and calling that we share. Um, what would be your message to people that are listening? Okay. I think if you love Jesus, and if you're a Christian, a believer who is a regular follower of Jesus, and if you ever felt the urge in your heart to share Jesus with people, people are friendly. They won't, they won't harm you. Every single time we've been in a difficult situation and we thought, these are the list of the people that will listen or they're gonna harm us or whatever. Number one that came across is that people are always at some level happy to hear the gospel. Mm. They're happy to hear the gospel and you'd be surprised by the amount of people that are okay with it. 
Um, yeah, that's my, my opinion. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I suppose I'm. Um, what came to mind just then, again, just you know, uh, echo what uh, Damon said is that if anybody wanted to come out and join us. Uh, in Iraq, then you know we'll uh, we'll try and sort it out. You know, place to live and things. Um, if you know whether it was for you know a couple of months or longer, um, I'd just like to extend that invitation. Uh, if anybody um, you know really connects with what we've been saying, um, so yeah, I'd just like to put that out there. Really, yeah. You'll have to build a bigger camper van, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Get a trailer, sort of pull, Ooh, yeah. pull somebody along. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to share these stories. And you know, I know that um, as much as the adventure of engaging with people who don't know Jesus is the work in your characters and challenges in family life, and these are all the things that happen when we step out and follow Jesus. I know all the things that you guys have had to persevere through and we want to say thank you and I'd like to pray for you first and then feel free to pray. Jesus, I want to thank you um, that Father, you're at work in the world, that you're calling people that don't know you and that are not your people to become your people and we want to thank you that Jan, Damien and Emma and Elian have responded to your call to go before they felt comfortable or before they knew all the details and all the ins and outs. And they went in faith and they encountered people that are hungry, desperate, hopeless and asking deep questions about their spiritual life. So we want to thank you for all the things that we've heard and all the work you're doing. We pray that you will build them up inwardly in all the ways they've given out through the challenging situations and that you would give them more grace to serve you and to make you known and we pray specifically for great wisdom for their plans to return and and what's needed and helpful to make the work sustainable and supported and yeah I just pray that you will bring people to them to lift up their hands to support them in prayer and to support them financially, Father. And we know that you will provide everything for your work. And we thank you, Jesus, that your kingdom is spreading in every nation and in every people, in every tribe and every tongue. Amen. Yeah, and I'd just like to really uh, uh, pray for the people that are listening and that uh, all that we've said and and showing example of of our lives and how we've uh, given our our yes our big yes to jesus here in the uk before we went to iraq and i just pray that we've um that we reach you that um we've stirred you um you know you can't go uh, reading the bible without feeling like there is uh, the, the great commission is uh, is it becomes like a burden that you need to to um, not just keep in but to express so I pray um, that God would uh, Jesus would touch you and move you with what we've said and that you would reach out and try and 
uh, communicate with people, to go on the streets and pr uh, offer prayer, knocking on doors, offering prayer to share the gospel. Uh, and that uh, with your friends and your family, I pray that, that, that you be stirred. I pray that your God would give you the grace, the, the, um, um, the, the power, the impetus, the drive, the imagination, uh, and that he would send you out. I pray, I'm praying for you guys uh, to be workers in the harvest because the, the, the benefits that you have in your spiritual life when you read the Bible, when you, you've, you, you've been out there, the anointing you get when you go out there and share the Bible, the depth you have when you come, come into prayer, come into that relationship, back into with Jesus, there's a special, there's, there's a connection, there's a richness and a, a beauty that it, um, surpasses all the things the world offers. Uh, and and um, yeah, you just can't ignore it. And I pray that you you know you, that God sends you out and to have a, a deeper walk uh, um, with your God. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 Yeah, may you be blessed by listening to this podcast, and may you be encouraged in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 Okay, thank you guys. And yeah, if you've uh, your hearts have been stirred and moved reach out and encourage and support these guys all right thank you mm.